Hey, did we say, have we said anything funny yet? Also, have you guys sound tested yet? I don't, I don't think so to either account. Um, then we'll do it now. <clears throat> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Episode 325. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the killer croc of podcasting, <laughs> Tyler Driblade. All right. Hey, everybody. This week, I'm going to be chowing down on bad behavior all over the place. And uh, we'll be doing it with Boris. Hey, Boris. Hello, hello. Boris, what's your favorite bad animal? My favorite bad animal, like misbehaving yeah. animal. Well, like, because Sam was referencing uh, Killer Croc, who is, of course, not really a crocodile, but he's like a bad animal, you know what I mean? Sure. Okay, no, I have one. So, um, so Killer Croc is a Batman villain. That's what I was referencing. Well, yeah, no, he's he's like, he, he's not really an alligator crocodile person, but his name right there is like a, a bad animal. Okay. Yeah. We were looking up all the Captain Planet villains at work recently for oh. some reason, and there's uh, one named Hoggish Greedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like half piggy? man, half pig, I think. Yeah, it's That's pretty a good. pretty good answer. Pretty oh, good okay. Answer. So on the Captain Planet uh, wiki, uh, which of course you're all familiar with, uh, his race is listed as human slash pig mutant. I'm going to take it. I'm going to accept that. <laughs> there is also Verminous Scum, who is a rat mutant. So, you know, take your pick. No, I mean that—that seems—that one seems easy to me. The yeah. nice thing about hoggish, hoggish greedly is the subtlety. I don't even know what this guy's all about. Right. right. Yeah. He's got a lot of depth to him, is what I like about it. Right. I feel like he would think twice before, like you know, polluting a river in order to save money. For sure. For sure. For sure. Hey, uh, beer though. What beer do you have? Beer though. Okay. So I told Sam I have a treat for you guys. Uh, I'm. Completing the content circle by bringing uh, Budweiser Copper Lager aged on real Jim Beam barrel staves. Oh! You wonderful, uh, brave man. For you guys. So, I, uh, yeah, I was actually, I was looking for, like, real beer, and this caught my eye at the, at the Packy, a.k.a. the Package Store. I really don't like that that's the name. I know that it's an established name, but it still makes me be like, wait, who's being racist? <laughs> Right, so so for some reason in Massachusetts they all used to be called package stores, and this one's called Copeland Package Store uh, instead of a liquor store. But I did not get a package. I got, uh, well, I got a six pack. I don't know. Anyways, I had to get. Six <laughs> I should hope you have a package. Are reasonably upset. Um. Okay. So, poured it out. It pours. Um. It's pretty. There's a pretty thin head. It's. Um. It is very coppery. I'll give it that. It like smells like a um, like a super malty like a Meritzen Oktoberfest type beer. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of vanilla in the smell too. It just tastes like a watery Oktoberfest, to be honest. Do you get any sort of whiskey anything? I don't. No, no whiskey. But I feel like whiskey, like bourbon barrel stuff, often just comes off as vanilla sort of flavor. Do you get any of that? Any woodiness or anything? Honestly, it's mostly like uh, if you took, if you watered down a good Oktoberfest and then like dropped some like vanilla flavoring in it, like mm. it's a very artificial vanilla. This is a flavorful American copper lager brewed with two row barley aged on real Jim Beam bourbon barrel staves. Uh, deliciously nutty taste with caramel rye and vanilla notes. Well, you picked up the vanilla notes, apparently. Yeah, vanilla. Um, I guess caramel is, like, kind of malty. It's 6.2%, and I got this weird black mark on my hand when I opened it. So I'm going to go wash my hands. Okay. I don't know if that's, like, from the label or... I wouldn't be too worried. I'm sure that mold will come right off. Yeah. You know what? This glass. uh, Okay, I have to rescind my criticism of... uh, of Budweiser, and instead focus my criticism on Sailor Jerry, 
because we won these Sailor Jerry pint glasses at Bar Trivia, and it appears they're not dishwasher safe. You shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't drink Sailor Jerry out of a pint glass. You will die. I agree, but it's actually a pretty cool pint glass. I don't know if you can see it, but it's got a good eagle on it. But anyways, all this, oh, yeah, brother. All these black marks are like coming off of my hand. So I'm going to wash that real quick, and I'll be right back. All right. While he's doing that, I suppose I'll introduce my beer from local brewery, Big Oyster Brewery. I have Solar Power, a Belgian-style white. It is 6% ABV, and it says it's a Belgian-style white ale brewed with oranges. So I'm expecting some citrus flavor here, maybe a little cloviness. Uh, it poured with a pretty light head that went away pretty quickly, different size bubbles, uh, kind of a cloudy yellowish. Smells like fresh baked bread. Yeah, I like that. Uh, there's definitely orange flavor in there. There's some, I don't know if it's cloviness, but definitely yeastiness to it that I think is nice. Those are totally gray. different things. Yeah, well, that's why I said. Oh, okay. You made it sound like, mm, it's not a tangerine, it's more of a mandarin, as opposed to like just totally different things. Oh, no, because I said I was expecting cloves, but I'm not getting cloves. I'm getting more yeast. Okay. Uh, but I like it. It's good. It's tasty. It's pretty light, and uh, I enjoy it. Sam, what do you have? Yeah, uh, I don't know if um, if you heard a very small contained explosion during Boris's intro, <laughs> uh, but that was me popping the champagne-style cork on, on Boulevard Brewing's Special limited release ale, rye on rye, ale aged in rye whiskey barrels. This is from 2016. Uh, I do not know much about aging beer. I know you're pretty much only supposed to do it with dark beer, and I don't know if it's the type of thing like with wine where like you're really supposed to do it, or if it's like you can do it. Uh, but I this feel is... like you can do it, but who cares? Yeah, this is me just finally getting around to drinking this. I do like Boulevard, though, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, this is 12%, uh, and it comes in a big-ass bottle, so I told Three Sex to come up here and drink some of it, and if she doesn't, then this is my last episode. <laughs> Rip. All right, possible. So it's really sweet, uh, really boozy, which I feel like you can get away with with this barrel-aged stuff. I don't think it's boozy because of the rye, but it makes it evoke rye, so... I feel like you can get some some points you didn't quite earn that way, and uh, and ooh boy it kicks. Uh, I get a little bit of like a, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a, it tastes a little bit like pretzels at the end. Oh, not not like salty, just like the the specific breadiness like of sourdough? a pretzel. Sourdough, I guess, but I wouldn't say it tastes sour. Okay, just like dough then. <laughs> I guess I'm just bad at describing, guys, but I am doing my best. Well, pretzels are like malty, right? That's a that's a use of it's like a malty flour, I think. Anyways, I, I take your word for it. Cool. Yeah, I don't know the secret recipe for making uh, pretzels, but apparently Miller Coors stole the secret recipe from Michelob Ultra and Bud Light. Still, blah, 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 blah. still yeah. say it that way, don't you? Uh, yeah, the correct way. Right. Michelob. <laughs> that's right. So from nydailynews.com, we have the article, uh, what, he, what I just said, about the stealing and the stuff. So we know that AB and Miller Coors have been uh, bumping noggins ever since the Super Bowl. And now, it right. seems, AB InBev is accusing Miller Coors of acquiring the, quote, precise recipes for some of the most popular brands. I guess uh, AB says one of their employees sent these recipes to a Miller Coors employee. It doesn't say that they've like used the recipes, but that they acquired the knowledge through, you know, sneakiness, business espionage. Mm. Right, so previously on uh, whatever stupid show this is, uh, Miller, uh, AB ran a bunch of ads insinuating that Miller Coors uh, key ingredient is corn syrup, which they probably used to like add some sugar at the end of the brew. But um, I don't think it's, like, a main ingredient in their beer. And Miller Coors took offense. And I guess they sure are getting back at them. The drama continues. 
I think that's kind of the insinuation. Um, I, so Miller Corps spokesman Adam Collins, I think, makes maybe the world's worst argument here. Oh, this is he good. Says, he says, quote, Miller Corps respects confidential information and takes any contrary allegations seriously. But if the ingredients are secret, why did they spend, they, I guess, being AB InBev, spend tens of millions of dollars telling the entire world what's in Bud Light? And why are the ingredients printed on Bud Light's packaging in giant letters? Which is dumb, because ingredients do not a recipe make. Right. Yeah. Can, uh, can we talk about confidential information real quick? I don't, I don't know enough about laws and stuff. I guess I'm trying to figure out at what point is a law broken. So the dude who worked at Bud Light emailed the dude who worked at Miller Light. Uh-huh. I don't know if it would be illegal for him to send that email. I'm sure it would get him fired if, mm-hmm. if this is actually true. It can't be illegal for the dude on the other end to open an email. So is I'm it... sure. So I'm sure intent would be part of it, and if there was any... <laughs> Oh, man, this is too bad. Quid pro quo, as we're hearing a lot in the media these days. Sure. But, like, I feel like that there has to be, like, conspiracy to acquire this information for laws to be broken. It really does seem like the type of thing where someone who worked for Bud Light is a knucklehead and emailed their friend who happened to work at Miller Coors. Yeah, without having any other information that somebody emailed somebody else, I, I agree with you. But who knows? Most of my emails that I send and receive are knucklehead-based. Yeah? Yeah. That's true. Well, you are on one half of the the sending or receiving side, so... And um, I do... I tend to comport myself with many knuckleheads as well. <laughs> Guilty by association, too. Yeah. Um, I actually... I think the funniest part of this article, I didn't know this, is that AB was ordered in May to cease using particular language related to corn syrup and its ads. Specifically, they were asked to stop using the phrase no corn syrup on their packaging. <laughs> Which is like... I don't, it's a very, like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not hitting you when you're, like, punching someone and stopping, like, an inch away from their face or something. Yeah. Like, type thing to just be like, oh, we're, we don't use corn syrup. Like, there are it probably... Reminds me. Uh, it reminds me of Arrested Development when Job starts his own banana stand. Yes. And it says, like, you know, the frozen banana that won't kill you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, why, why didn't Bud Light fire back by putting on all their packaging? Doesn't contain ants. <laughs> right. Right. Like, that, that would actually be pretty funny, I think. Like, um, just, like, a list of ingredients that aren't in, in this product and, like... You could put a different one on each package, like how Coke has, like, uh, different names on every mm. Coke bottle. Oh, yeah, dumb college kids would collect those to make sure they get Just a complete like, set. Yeah, exactly, like cyanide-free, like mercury-free, uh, corn syrup-free, and then... Dolphin-free. Yeah, exactly. I get that, I get the tuna that specifically does not say it's dolphin-safe. I want to eat up those dolphins. Mm, yeah, well, that's what gives it that that little tang at the end, you know. I really—it's not the taste. I just want to get rid of dolphins. I thought oh, you didn't no. eat mammals. They are too smart for their own good. It's true, but they're like the humans of the sea. We got to get rid of them. The humans. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, I also like that uh, the brewer uh, AB is asking for the return of trade secrets because I guess you can't just like write it down somewhere real quick. Yeah. It... <laughs> It just makes me think, what are you supposed to do? Email them back with the same information? That's not how things work. Attach this email as the original file you emailed me. (laughs) You need to kill everyone who's seen the information. It reminds me of a Mike Birbiglia bit where uh, his his mom faxed him something, and she said, can you fax that back? It's my only copy. Yeah. Oh, man, I hope that's a true story. It's a good joke. Yeah, that's something. So stay tuned to the next episode of Bruce Day Tuesday podcast where we talk about the next shot in the uh, AB InBev Miller Coors Wars. Mm. Yeah, we need a, a, a catchy name like Cola Wars was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Bruise the Brawls. Brew battle. The, the, brew. the Booze Brawl. The, the Brew Haha. Oh. That's pretty good. Hey, thanks. Um, yeah, that's probably as good as I'm going to do tonight, so... The Cold One War? No, it's not bad either. It's not bad. Well, as long as we all agree that I also participated.
want a trophy, you snowflake. <laughs> that snowflake's as um, cold as the Rockies. Oh, hmm. I'd give you a trophy if you told me something about your life. Well, you might have to give me a trophy because of the great job that I did running a 5K. Yeah. Oh, yay. Did you get all five of those Ks? I did. I, I did. This is the best 5K I've ever done, and quite possibly the last 5K I'll ever do, because I do hate oh, doing yeah? it so much. I just, the <laughs> whole time, I'm like, my chest hurts and I'm bored. Those are both bad. Um, well... There's only one way to make sure that it is the best 5K you've ever done, and that is to never do another one. Well, I've, I've done them before, but this this is... It will remain the best 5K if I cease to or do them. remain the best 5K is what I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't get tricked by my usual trap, which is start out way too fast and then have to walk, and then three stacks just slowly jogs past me, and I shake my fist Ooh. at her. Uh, you slap on the butt when she passes you. She yeah, she does. I mentioned that last week actually. Uh, good, good. And and this time I like kind of used her as a pace car for a lot of it, and then towards the end was just like peace out, dork. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, hit the nods. Uh, and I, <laughs> I I ended up beating her by like twelve seconds or something. Yeah, VTech kicked in. Have you guys watched all of the Fast and Furious movies? Nope. Have you watched wait, more are there, the, I, I've seen three. Is that how many I've there are? I've also seen three. So what's what I love about the franchise is the whole first movie is based on, like, the Nas feature in your car and, like, hitting it at the right time. Right. And they never do it again in any race in the entire franchise do they ever use Nas. Huh. Well, it wouldn't make sense in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift because it's not about speed, it's about drifting. Well, of course. Yeah. Obviously. Which is, in my opinion, the best uh, Fast and the Furious movie, which is why I've seen the first two one time each and Tokyo Drift like 20 times. Tokyo Drift is garbage. Tokyo they Drift is so great. Garbage. So great. When they get The Rock involved is really when it picks up, I think. Uh, <sighs> including the most recent one where Nas would have helped them, I think, when they drive the car out the window of one skyscraper into the other skyscraper. Okay, uh, so I understand uh, that these are car-based movies, but come on. Do they like, are they like, oh, i got to get to work, and they, like, slam park the car in an elevator and ride it up to the fourth floor or something? Yes, the, the movie's plot is based around um, Paul Walker not wanting to be late for work. Um, is, is Cars and The Fast and the Furious in the same universe? Whoa. Maybe. We, <laughs> when you said whoa, I thought you meant to say... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got me. I don't know. Do cars, um, do they ever go, I've never seen any of the Cars movies. Do they go into the people inside the cars at all? Do they have a story or is it literally the, the anthropomorphic I, automobile? I don't think there are drivers. I think the cars are the drivers, but I, I haven't seen any of them either. But the, they have and eyeballs. And so now I feel like you can't drive someone who has eyeballs. That's fucked up. <laughs> right. That's the, that's can. the, um, yeah, in that case, I think we could definitively say that they're not because the Fast and the Furious always has people in its cars. So, Sam, if you're not if you're not willing to drive something that has eyeballs, like how smart does your car have to get before you're uncomfortable driving it around? I mean, take take for example, Knight Rider. I Just come out. That's that like. There's no eyeballs there, but that's too much intelligence. That would that would make me feel like a jerk. Like that any any time that. It, like, comes back to something about how, like, I'm not great socially, which is I never want to feel like I'm making someone do me a favor unnecessarily. And if you, if the, uh, if, uh, who's the fucking fucker? Hasselhoff. If, if Hasselhoff oh. asks Kit, hey, Kit, is it cool if I drive you for a minute? Kit's gonna say, yeah, dude, that's fine. But you don't know for sure if that's actually fine or if that's just Kit being nice. And as soon as that ambiguity is introduced, I'm just going to assume that I'm inconveniencing Kit and then never drive Kit again because uh, maybe I'm being a jerk. Well, there's no way you could do a better job driving Kit than Kit could do itself, right? Like, right but maybe Kit has things to do. It just is like, oh, yeah, I was going to go like sit and think about things for a while anyways. So, yeah. I, I was going to let the pigeons shit on me for a while. Well, I would I'll keep him in the garage. Him. He's my friend, I guess, in this scenario. I feel like the equivalent is like, yeah, if you're like walking around with someone and you just kind of go on autopilot and let them like navigate. 
It's like, I'm still walking, but I'm just going to follow you wherever you go. And if you walk out into traffic, I'll probably just follow you and die too. Do you ever walk with someone for a while and they think that you were leading the way and you think that they were leading the way and you're like, where the fuck are we? Yep. You have to have a resetting moment of like, okay, yeah, who's in charge here? Yeah. Where are we going? All right, so I have a new thing for what is what would be fucked up to drive. It's not they have eyeballs anymore. Because you can be dumb and have eyeballs or smart and not have eyeballs. It's, right. It's any creature so advanced such that I'm not sure whether or not I'm supposed to give it a birthday present. Mm. Okay. But that implies there's a birth. Or I like I could like a I guess they would celebrate the day they came off the the assembly line. So you wouldn't like ride a horse? I wouldn't celebrate a horse's birthday. <laughs> Cold man. Wow. Horses know what they did. <laughs> yeah, what? you're not riding that horse for long either way, are you? <laughs> would you let that horse ride you, Mister Hand style? <laughs> no, I wouldn't die at the hands of a it horse's wasn't his cock. Hands. Right. Boy, this is a dumb conversation we've been having. Yeah, the thing the thing is, back in college, every third conversation with Tyler came back to Mr. Hands somehow. Why? It's just so crazy, man. Tyler likes to uh, freak out the normals. Uh, yeah, normies. You know, normal people scare me. Uh, but, you know, talking about college, Sam, you and I, we frequented a place in college called the Penny Bar. I wouldn't and say frequented. We went to the Penny Bar like three or four times. And every time I was like, why do people like this place? This place sucks. I, it does suck. It did suck very bad. And uh, what's one of the reasons? Google, if you're going to Google Mr. Hands, uh, turn safe search on. Did you Google Mr. Hands? I don't fucking know what that is. Oh, Boris. I'm sorry, buddy. It's a, it's a, it's about a guy who got buttfucked to death by a horse on purpose. Yeah. Well, not the to death part, but the butt fucking part. Well, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't horse assisted suicide, but he was like, keep fucking my butt. And the horse was like, okay. And then he died because of the butt fucking. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. cool. Carry on about uh, whatever it is you were talking about before we talked about this. We were talking about the penny bar and how it sucked. And Sam, why, what is one of the big reasons that the penny bar sucked? So I know what you're trying to get me to say, and I'm trying to decide whether to just say that or really tell you why I think it sucked. Okay. Well, so in general, I, I, I'll get you halfway there. Everyone, not everyone, most of the people really liked the bartender, and I thought he was a complete asshole. Right. Uh, and there were many things that he insisted upon as a bartender. One of those things, one that I actually didn't really care that much about, but is what Tyler wants me to say, is that if you said fuck in his bar, you're out of there. Yep. There was no F-bombs to be dropped at the penny bar, which apparently wow. is what a... Establishment. What? I said what a fine and proper establishment. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're a fine modern gentleman. That place was a real shithole. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, and there's a similar thing going on in the UK. So from independent.c.uk... Brewery boss shuts down brand new pub after hearing customer swearing. I think we're all probably familiar with Samuel Smith's, the uh, British beer company. I think it's like one of the largest independent beer companies over there. It's um, one of the only ones that exports to the States. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the owner of this place, uh, whose name is, what is his name? Humphrey Smith, who is the hereditary president of Samuel Smith's. He was visiting the Fox and Goose, which is one of their pubs that they run. That's and, a pretty pub name. Yeah, right? He heard a patron there telling his wife a joke, and apparently the joke featured the F word, and he was so offended that the next day he came back and he shut the brewery, uh, or the pub, excuse me, and, and it's donezo, and nobody can go there anymore, and the people who run it are out of a job. That's so crazy. I, I saw the headline to this, and I was thinking, I'm not sure that there's anything vulgar enough that I think it would warrant shutting the bar down. But may, but like maybe if it's people, if it's a lot of people yelling racial slurs, may, right. if they're trying to incite a race riot, then that's right. enough vulgarity that I would say shut the bar down. And so I was thinking, how close to 
race riot incitement, are we? And it turns out zero out of 100. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this guy is, is, uh, he's pretty crazy. He, uh, has not, uh, this isn't the first time he's done stuff like this. He has, uh, banned bad language and mobile phones at all 200 pubs. He also, back in 2017, barred, uh, bikers from drinking at the Royal Oak in Ulli, which is another place that he owns, because he didn't want, quote, so-called undesirable there. Hmm. This really feels like a guy who's like, do you remember back in the 20s when it was okay to hit women? Don't you miss that? Let's see how close we can get back to that. Everage Farm remembers. Yeah, I mean, it's just this very, like, yeah, coded, like, uh, we're going to clean up the, the town type talk that is very, yeah, I don't know. Also, it's 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 a customer, right? It's not even a yeah. partner. No, it wasn't one of the employees. It was a customer just telling his wife a joke. Nobody was offended, apparently. Uh, so, yeah. I wouldn't say yeah, nobody. This guy... Apparently, this fuck was. <laughs> That's fair, Sam. That is the whole thrust of the article. But um, um, okay, so it was apparently a dirty joke. How well, dirty do you think the joke was? Maybe it wasn't the word, but it was like how the word was used. Maybe he was telling her the aristocrats. I well, maybe I was gonna say he might have been telling her about this uh, Mr. Hands character. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and, I don't uh, know any. I don't know any dirty jokes bad enough to incite a race riot. So this is still uncalled for. Maybe he was like, you want to hear a joke? I saw uh, Humphrey Smith getting boned down by a stallion. Man, what if, yeah, wow. That would be uh, very coincidental. That'd be pretty uh -huh. weird, huh? <laughs> this is just so weird. Just like, <laughs> uh, British people will never cease to amaze me. That country fucking took over the world, basically, at one point, like a couple hundred years ago. Yeah. Those people... Took over the world. Just like let that sink in. <laughs> I hey, you want to you want to get your mind even more blown? America, arguably, still is the world's greatest superpower. These motherfuckers over here. I mean, that's true. That's so I, wild to me. We're so I can't dumb. Until we're all spending glorious People's Republic of China bitcoins. Mmm, yummy, yummy, yummy. Gotta get my social credit up so I can leave the country. Right. Well, at least LeBron will still be good if that happens. <laughs> he just doesn't want to send to one of those Uyghur re-education camps. I can't say I blame him. Yeah, well, he, he grew up in Cleveland, so... Uh... <laughs> he's already done his time he's, in the camps. He's actually <laughs> from Akron. Sorry to be that guy. He's from Akron. Mm -hmm. He's from Akron. Uh, Great. Super. Boris, what's going on with you? What's going on with me? Not much. We, um... A tree fell in our backyard uh, on, like, Wednesday, actually. Did somebody hear it? Did it make a sound? Yeah, Ruth was here to hear it, so it did okay. make a sound. Actually. All right. Yeah, so we had, we, had a, we had, like, a windstorm come through where it was just hella windy, and it didn't really rain that much or anything, but it was windy as shit, blew a bunch of, like, porch furniture around and knocked over this tree. So I went to Home Depot today, and I got an axe. An axe? Yeah, man. That's, uh -huh. How big was this tree? It wasn't huge. It was pretty big. It was like six... The trunk was probably like six inches in diameter. There were a lot of branches and a lot of leaves. And that's a tiny tree, one. dude. Six inches yeah. in diameter. I mean, that's... Yeah. Like, if you make a, if you make a big old circle... No, that's, it's, like a, that's like a pretty... That's like a pretty normal, like, I don't know, like an ash or like a... Like a... Whatever. Um, what's the other one with the, the, the shiny skin? Tree. Man, if any of us, if this this is your time to shine, <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I do history. Damn it, history. To identify Elm. the tree. Elm is the one I was thinking of with the shiny bark. I don't yeah, know. There, right. there are definitely trees that are like six inches uh, in diameter. Uh, that's something you could probably axe through. I was I was imagining like a like a like an oak tree, and I was like, shit, Boris, you cannot cut up an oak tree with an axe. No, it was. Uh, I don't think it was an oak. Someone guessed maple. My mom guessed maple when she saw a picture, but that's like her, I don't know. What do Nobody, the leaves look like? Nobody's an expert here. They do not look like the Canadian flag. I don't know. Okay. I'll send you a close-up of, of uh, one oh, of them. Oh, hell yeah. And you can help me identify yeah, it. Yeah, take, oh, take, a, take a dick pic with the tree in the background. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, this is the six inch in diameter trunk. You guys did oh. Oh. oh, little tuna can. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had to go. Uh, I went out today. I bought um, beer for the show, and I also bought an axe, and then I came home, and I fucking chopped this bitch up. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. I wore some flannel. Uh, you gotta yeah you gotta and uh got a good workout in and uh cleaned this tree up and basically i just threw it back over the fence because that's where it came from um <laughs> but it took out like a chain link fence and there's like some scrub area behind our property so i don't think it was our tree like technically but it was still i don't know i just Nobody dealt with this tree now uh, there's this whole thing where like getting people involved that aren't you in something if i can do it in a day like i'll probably just do it we had uh, a big storm a couple years ago that took out part of our tree and part of our neighbor's tree uh and it all landed in our yard and i definitely like without even a second thought as i was cutting up th their part i was like this is yours get it the f out of my fucking yard and just threw it over the fence <laughs> Yeah, well, this is like a – so there's like a chain-link fence in the back of my property, and it has – there's just this, like, little wild-like area, and I have no idea who, like, owns it or is in charge of it. There's, like, three or four backyards that kind of, like, abut it. So I don't think it's ours, but I don't know. I'm not going to get lawyers involved for this thing that I can just deal with. That's fair. All right. Uh, so you went out you, – you manly manned up today. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yesterday, I went out uh, day drinking at my old college for uh, the homecoming, which I haven't done in a while. That was fun. Yeah, I guess you are pretty close to where you went to school, huh? Yeah, it was like it was like an hour on the public transit here because public transit is garbage. But it was fun. I haven't, like, crushed light beers at, like, 11 a.m. in a while. <laughs> so I did that. And then by, like, 3 p.m., I was like, I need to stop and start chugging a bunch of water so that I don't fucking die this week yeah it, is, it yeah. is a shame to like have to be responsible while you're drunk like oh i'm having so much fun and i love beer someone grabbed me a dasani <laughs> nope. yeah right we also um so we yeah i spent some some time at the old the old frat house and they were like playing beer pong but the way they play beer pong is like they put beer in the cups and they throw a ping pong ball around and it gets dropped on the floor Right, they right. they play like right. they're college freshmen. Right, that was something that I did like every day in college without thinking about it, and I immediately saw that game and was like revolted. I was, just, <laughs> oh. I yeah. So I was like, um, I will play with you guys, but these are my water cups. Like, don't touch these, because they're mine. And then I didn't drink them because I don't have all that immunity shit that I used to have in college. I guess it's not even about yeah. the disease. It's just about like. I don't want to accidentally eat your pubes, and they're probably down here. Mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah, no, it's a miracle that I didn't get sick, like, every day in college. Because you were working that immune system, man. You were healthier then than you are now. Probably true. <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like you really broke bad this weekend for us. Oh, I sure oh. did. Yeah. Well, apparently so did uh, Costco... I think it was Costco. Am I wrong? No, it was Costco. So, from KOB.com, Breaking Bad Beer sold out in three hours. A Costco at uh, someplace in northwest Albuquerque was selling some sort of limited edition Breaking Bad beer featuring Breaking Bad actor Dean Norris. Now, I've watched Breaking Bad, but I never really followed it. So, he's, I don't know his character's name, but he's the bald-ass cop. He's the DEA guy. He's uh, he's his, what, brother-in-law? Yeah, that sounds right. I don't remember his actual name, though. So yeah, he was no. there, as was his TV partner, uh, actor Steven Quezada, and uh, they are being sold at three Costco's in in the Duke City. I don't know what that means. Did Breaking Bad do something recently? I feel like I've heard about Breaking yeah. Bad in the past like month, and I they don't They had know. a movie come out called El Camino. I think oh. it was a Breaking Bad universe movie. That's pretty cool. It came I out? Seen it. I feel like I would have heard something about it coming out before it came out. Did it, does it suck? Like, are they trying to hide it from me? I'm pretty sure it came out. 
It's like a Netflix movie. It's not like a theater's movie. Uh, hey, quick question asking for a friend. Are Netflix movies on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know. Seems like they would be. El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Wow, okay, so this is the first time I think I've ever seen this happen. You know they have the tomato meter and the audience score? Yeah. Which is like what critics think versus what regulars think. This, I think, is the first time I've ever seen the critic score be higher than the audience score. Oh, uh, 93 to 83, which is like, that's, both of those are very good. But, man, I'm going to have to watch this now. But Tyler, that's two hours of my life gone, and you've done uh, this to me. Oh, you can see my wrinkles fading. <laughs> Did you guys know that, um, so Walter's son in the show has, like, cerebral palsy, and that actor apparently genuinely has cerebral palsy? I did know that, yes. Yeah. I did not know that. That's cool. I assumed it was just like a Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Gilbert Grape type thing where he was just acting like it really good. <laughs> I mean, the thing about cerebral palsy is like obviously it affects the way you live your life, but you could still like be good at acting. You would just have you just have to play someone with cerebral palsy. So, like there's nothing stopping the producers of Breaking Bad from finding a talented actor. Yeah, Becca had a friend in California who had cerebral palsy, and she was great at acting like the worst person in the world. Oh, cool. (laughs) I don't know how to respond to this. I I hated that lady. That's what I'm trying Uh, to say. And it was, just so we're clear, just on the same page, it was definitely because of her condition, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think people who are, you know, physically inferior should be put on an island somewhere and left to their fate. Right, you're saying gas the cripples, gas the gays, gas the Jews. That's what you're saying. No, I don't think we should I don't think we should gas them. I think we should make them uh, hunger games it out on some remote island. Okay. Mm, squeeze some entertainment value yeah, battle, out. Of it. Battle Royale style. Man, Tyler, you and I would both be bad in a Hunger Games scenario. I think you'd be better than me because sorry, I said Jews. So that's why I'm talking about just you and me. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Because uh, you, you're a better outdoorsman, but I think that I'm physically stronger than you. That's and, true. So those we'll would be those would be our, our our best qualities. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would be good at, like, the surviving outdoors part, but not so good at the killing my enemies part. Yeah. Uh, are there snakes I can eat? Because I'll eat some gross shit. Yeah. Actually, here's a fun fact for the both of you. You can eat every single snake in the world as long as you remove the, like, venom glands up by the head. No snakes are poisonous. They're just venomous. <laughs> just there's, that if is so big because it's also assuming that I can identify where its venom sacs are. And it also assumes that I have killed it or at least, like, maimed it to a point where I can remove its venom sacks. I mean, that's how you kill a snake. Is it you spin it around your head your head as fast as you can and then whip it against a tree? Because that's no, the first a, thing that came to mind for me. You long stick so you get away from it and you just fucking whack it. That's yeah, but, but in this scenario, we're in a forest. Where am I going to find a big stick, dummy? I'm just... Look, I'm just trying to impart some of my wisdom onto you. All right, and what I'm taking away from it is I should grab it by the tail, spin it around my head as fast as I can, and whip it at a tree. Grabbing it by the tail is the worst place to grab it, because then it can rear back and bite you. You want to grab it as close to the head as possible. No, not if I'm spinning it fast enough, because I'm stronger than it is. Because the the centripetal force will keep it from coming back to me. Well, you know, the good thing about a Hunger Games uh, style fight to the death is that Boris would easily be wearing both of our skins by the end of it. I didn't know you could eat a snake. Yeah, every single snake. Like, I'm worried. I'd, I'd have to be, like, I'd have to get everyone fighting right away. Like, whatever that island is that they go for at the beginning that has all the weapons, that yeah. would be me. And then I would go for it, and then everyone could be like, oh, well, let's just starve them out. And I think I'd, I'd just die in, like, two days. <laughs> Fuck if I know how to procure food for myself. You'd have to do the opposite of a war of attrition. Just, like, you have to go exactly. stab crazy like, immediately. Call it. The Blitzkrieg, yeah, that's true. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad we got two uh, Nazi references in one episode. Yeah, boy, we've talked about everything today. <laughs> uh, did I tell you guys, uh, speaking of talking about things, did I tell you about the uh, the TV show that's coming to the park? You no? you mentioned it before, which is why that 
Facebook video of you walking backwards for two seconds got linked in the show notes. Uh, hey, I'm not just walking backwards. I'm also firing that big gun. I didn't see you firing the big gun in the, that video. Yeah, there's an overhead shot that so you can barely tell it's me, but it oh. is me. Well, clearly I couldn't tell it was you. Yeah. But no, you you only touched on the show briefly, so tell tell us more. I found out a little bit more about it. So in November, so in like a couple weeks, they're going to be coming down. It's some UK-based television show. I think it's on the Discovery Channel, and it's about abandoned places. And so they're going to come down and film shit about Fort Miles, and uh, I'm going to be a star. And yeah, when's that going up on Netflix? I honestly don't know if I'm going to be in it or if I'm just, like, opening up the door to a bunch of places. I'm like, here you go. Here you go. Film it here, idiot. So yeah. they never did the, like, uh, the Aliens guy interview where they, like, put the camera right on you and ask you some questions? They might. I really don't know. I've it... been emailing with their, uh, with their production team and, like, giving them information and stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. Boris has, makes a great point here where what you really should do isn't try to do a good job. It's try to do a meme job. Mm. I mean, I think that's the best thing you could do is, like, make it into a meme and then everyone's going to want to go be part of this meme. Oh, see, I thought he doesn't I give a fuck. make it like a meme job so they would, they would keep on inviting me back like they do with that crazy fucking Greek dude. Oh, yeah, well, obviously that too. There's a lot of benefits. I listened to a podcast where they do basically a bunch of weird shit, and one of the weird shits they did was go to a UFO conference, and that dude was like the keynote speaker. He's like a oh. huge deal in the game now. Oh. That's very that's, funny. Hmm. That's too bad. Well, uh, it's a UFO conference. Like, what are they supposed to do? Like, <laughs> Apparently there are what are considered to be experts in the field, which is just so bonkers to me. Like, hey, That's experts, kind of where's like any this. evidence at all? And they're like, you can't prove there aren't UFOs. And you're like, okay, well, can you shut up for five seconds? Okay. Now, as a person who definitely believes in alien life and also believes that it hasn't visited Earth, you gotta say those weird videos released by the Navy about of those UFO encounters, they're pretty bizarre. Yeah. I Like, if you wanted to have a Hey man, what the hell's going on in these videos? Conference. I'd be like, Hey man, does anyone know what's going on in these videos? But you can't just keep yelling aliens and then not really do anything else and and okay. convince me. All right. Would you go to a Hey man, what's going on in these videos conference? It depends what's where it is. Price? Is it walking distance from my house? Uh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. What's the ticket price? Ticket price is like. $15, but it nope. comes with like, a drink ticket and lunch. Oh, okay, yeah. That's reasonable. Uh, yeah, so you go from like 10 to 5, so there's like, yeah, you go at 10, there's like lunch, and then you get 10 a drink to ticket. 10 to 5? I'll stay till lunch and then leave if it sucks, which it does, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You don't know what the videos are. Yeah, I would, I would attend that if it was, like Sam said, like in my immediate vicinity. Okay. Yeah, are they doing uh, it at the high school? Because that's the only auditorium walking distance from my house. I don't know why, but, like, having that conference at, like, a high school really significantly lowers the value of it for me, as opposed to just, like, a generic convention center. Okay, but hold on. Why are high schools not being used as convention centers during summer? That's just a loss of revenue. That's irresponsible on the part of the state. Yeah, you should, yeah. uh... Should write to your local congressman and demand that they use the high school for sure. I should you just should, I should just run for city board. council, right? I should just do that. You should, you should get on the school board. Mm-hmm. It seems weird to get on a school board at not having any kids. That yeah, seems like I just want to. Yeah, love other people's kids. Yeah, that's the same direction I was going, and it's, I was trying to I was trying to beat you there, and I think we got there at the same time, but you uh, obviously are grosser. So <laughs> mm, true. Yeah, yeah, run for city council, dude, man. That at the very least, that's some content. It'll be it'll be a twenty episode arc. Sam's extremely unsuccessful run for city council. I could be city councilman, dude, here in Frederica, because there are only like a hundred people who live here. How how big is the city council? There are actually one hundred and one spots. <laughs> so it's it's a true democracy. Everyone has to vote on everything. Exactly. I like it. Well, I liked recording this episode, but I think maybe it's time to bring it to a close. What do you think? I disagree. 
Oh, okay. What do you want to talk about? I know. I mean, with the it was good part. I agree. I sorry. I agree with the second half of what you said. I disagree with the first half of what you said. Huh. Well, Boris, you know it was really nice talking to you. Yeah, Tyler, always a pleasure. Yeah. Um, uh, was it nice drinking your beer? Ooh, boy, that's a tough question. Uh, it's actually not that tough. It was not very nice drinking this beer. However, I did open my second one, and I'm probably <laughs> drink it because I fucking bought six of these things and. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not dumping down the drain bad. It's just kind of like Bud Light. Kind of just pour it up your butthole bad. Um, yeah, it's just like boof it bad. You know. Now hold on before before we continue. Breaking bad. <laughs> Boofing bad. <laughs> Episode title. Congrats, boys. We got there. <laughs> I uh, what if you were gonna boof a beer? What beer would it be? Oh boy. Corona. I mean, Corona. Full stop. No contest. What was that? Corona. This Corona. is a Corona. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, though, so um, if I'm boofing Budweiser, Copper, Lager, Aged Unreal, Jim B, and Barrel Staves, I'm getting 6.2% ABV. So I feel like that, that one-ups your, your Corona. I would want to boof something very high alcohol because I don't really want any carbonation up in my rectum. So the thing That's is, true. I think, I think your first time out, you should go low alcohol. Because you don't know how it's going to affect you. Mm, that's true. It's like I always say, when you're putting something up your asshole, safety first. <laughs> do you want to do you want to boof a nitro over like a, a regularly? Yeah. Carbon? No, too expensive. <laughs> but it would feel so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Those tiny bubbles, Sam. So smooth on my wrinkles, if you know what I mean. Mine has no wrinkles. I Botox down there. Ah! Hey, nice. Uh, ah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the plug in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, you like that, Tyler? Oh, uh, I had Budweiser Copper Lager, aged on real Jim Beam barrel staves. It was six point two percent, and it came in this fun little twelve ounce Steiny bottle or whatever those are called. Okay, so this beer was so Bud Light is my least favorite of the light beers, and I feel like I can tell I can pick Bud Light out of a out of a lineup because it has this weird, like, almost citrusy tangy aftertaste, and it's just miserable. Um, and this beer still has that, which is like fascinating because to read the label, you would think it like has nothing to do with actual Bud Light. I assume it's just like a byproduct of like whatever rice hops combo they use. But anyways, so this kind of had that aftertaste. Um, it has a very malty body, but I, I, it is, I don't know. It's almost just like fake caramel or fake vanilla. Like there's a real artificial note to all the flavors going on. And maybe that's psychological, but I kind of feel like I can just taste it. It tastes nothing like Jim Beam. I don't know if you expected it to or not, which if you expected it to, that's probably good that it doesn't taste like Jim Beam because Jim Beam does not taste very good. I love Jim Beam. It does. It still does not taste very good. That's fine if you love it. Overall, I'm going to give this, like, I guess a three, I think, is a fair rating here. It's not without merit, and I think if you have a choice between, like, this and Bud Light and you're in kind of a, a darker, heavier mood, I would go with this. If you're, in, if you're, like, sitting on a beach, you still don't want this. You want, like, a nice white beer. I don't know. So that's that's maybe my recommendation is like if you're someone who brings Bud Light to everything and you're going to a sophisticated gathering with your friends, maybe grab one of these instead. But, you know, also just grab a better Oktoberfest or something. Keep selling. I'm almost buying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, no. Done. The end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had from Big Oyster Brewery. Uh, Solar Power, a Belgian-style white ale with oranges, 6% ABV. This was pretty nice. It was pretty light, uh, a little bit orangey, a little bit yeasty, pretty pleasant. I think I'll give it its ABV. I'll give it a 6. If you, um, I don't know who to recommend this to. I don't know. If you want something that's, like, pretty easy drinking but isn't just uh, some sort of macro nonsense, you could take this. If you love Belgian beers in all shapes, forms, colors and sizes this might also be a nice one but uh, there's no real solid target group it's just a, a fairly pleasant beer samuel yeah i had boulevard special limited release ryan rye 2016 and this beer reminds me of the motion picture pootie tang oh 
which is a highly underrated movie. At least I thought it was when I was 13. It probably was correctly rated as bad. But back then I was like, this movie is great. Man, I should watch that movie again. That movie is great. Whatever you say, cat, you little asshole. <laughs> uh, so you talk about how good Pootie Tang is, and then you swore at your cat. What a good 30 <laughs> seconds for you. Well, really, honestly, it's a great demonstration of what this beer can do for you, because it's 12% alcohol by volume. <laughs> uh, no, th- hold on, I can, I can, I can pull it together. Uh, this, this beer is like Pootie Tang, because if you step out of line, it'll smack you right in the mouth. <laughs> it's it's really malty, almost to a point where it's sweet, but not quite. The rye is there, which is really more just like a little bit of bitter balance, but I would still say it, it hedges more on the malty side than the bitter side. As boozy as it was, if, if I had had this without knowing, I would have guessed like nine, so I don't know. Three on top of a guess, I think, is not too bad. And just like, I don't know, this is the type of beer I really like, so it's going to get rated high. I'm going to give it to eight point, f- give it an 8.4, and I would say anyone who loves high ABV stuff, anyone who loves barrel-aged stuff, anyone who loves dark stuff, any of that, you should try it. I would try that beer. What beer are you trying next week? <sighs> I do not remember. All right. All right. Hey, Boris, thanks for being on this week. Hey, thank you, Tyler. Absolutely. Listener, you want to tell us anything about the beers you like, uh, you can email us at BrewsdayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BrewsdayTuesday. You can comment our links at BrewsTuesday.com. Do the best to give you down. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. 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 Here comes the beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes the shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine. You feel better. We've done switcher brews before, which is just like someone gets a beer and you don't know what it is when you're drinking it and you you try to give tasting notes without, you know, preconceived notions. I would love to see like everyone on drinks, you know, Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light and tries to identify them. Yeah. And then maybe like a fourth beer also that's Maybe it's PBR, or maybe it's Tecate, or maybe it's, like, a local micro Kolsch or whatever, and you see if you can pick right. the odd man out. Right. I think, I, 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 think God. I would need to noodle on that more, but I feel like that could be interesting. It's more interesting than what I thought you were going to say is you just boof a bunch of beers. <laughs> no, man. Boofing is funny to talk about, but there are a few things I have less interest in doing. <laughs>